Welcome to Bear Attack, a podcast where three mostly abnormal dudes discuss music, myths, and other miscellaneous junk that we think about in our heads. Uh, <laughs> hey, hi. Today, we are focusing on music. Uh, we're going to talk about a band that we reviewed a couple months ago, August Burns Red. Uh, <sighs> if you've been living under a rock, they just released a new album called Guardians. Um, we have mixed feelings on this one. Um uh, I'm you Sam have Oceans. mixed feelings. Yeah, on this okay. One. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't have mixed feelings either. Actually, I have no feelings. It's weird. Um, oh boy. <laughs> I'm Sam Oceans. I'm Panda Bear. This is going to be a bear attack episode, isn't it? The emphasis on the attack and bear. It's a bear for sure. It's going to be a bear. I can tell already. So, just a little behind the scenes. Po- Polar Bear, Sam Montano. Oh, Hi, I'm Blitzbear, by the way. I'm, I'm Polar Bear. Polar I'm Bear, Sam that's Montano. Polar Bear. <laughs> the other one's Panda Bear. Because he's cute I, I, and cuddly. I said that already. Like a panda. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Ocean's already got his. <laughs> looking more like a red panda these days. <laughs> You're pretty cuddly. Got nice, soft hair. Yeah, that's true. My hair's great. Um, uh, Polar Bear starts this thing off. With a Nate, I just want you to know that your friendship is very important to me. And I was like, oh, hell, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) So for those of you who don't know, August Burns Red is my number one favorite band. No one else is more favorited. They are your Opus Magnus or whatever the word is. Thousand Foot Crutch was up there. Did you guys know that Red put an album out on the same day? Yes. I uh, I got nope. I got two songs in, and they were didn't both even from... know Red was still making music. Yeah, they they just went independent because apparently this album was like tied up in record deals and stuff, and they couldn't make it, and so then they finally said screw it, and uh, once their contracts or whatever expired, they uh, made this album or something like that. But um, I listened to two they songs. They went full of data remember on it, huh? Yeah. The two songs were super good. The first two, um, I really liked this song called Infidel, and then I didn't listen to the rest of the album because it was distracting me from the new August Burns Red album, and I had to listen to it again. <laughs> I've listened to it like six times. I um, don't even know how many times I've listened to it. It's the only thing I've listened to since it came out. I haven't listened to any other music. I listened to it twice, and... No, I've listened to it three times, and that's how I've arrived at the point where I, where I currently reside. Three times is more than I listen to most albums. I think I listened to the the review of the Amity album we did. I think I listened to that one three times. Well, I listened uh, to it a lot. It takes a few listens for me to get. Oh, go ahead. Um, I listened to it a lot because you're important to me, and I wanted to form a better opinion. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I listened to it eight times because I oh couldn't form an opinion. It took eight times. It took eight times. I listened to it eight times because it's... I haven't been listening to a lot of music. Um, I'm really busy on a, another project. So, But the only time I do listen to music, I'm blasting Guardians. Another project? He's not putting all of his energy into the us? Gasp. Yeah, what the hell? 
I, uh, I uploaded Goatman on time. Also, uh, if you haven't heard the Goatman episode, that's out. We're around a campfire. It's pretty cool. There's Panda's wife, Claire Bear, is on there with us. and uh, Panda? I'm married? What? Oh, Polar Bear's wife. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> wow. Happy birthday, like, Oceans. You're I'm married. Like, I'm missing out or something. I, I don't know. know. <laughs> you missed the big day. <laughs> Slept right through it. I literally to, did. You just get to... You know, would you say, uh, what's better about being married, Polar Bear, the, the wedding day or just being married? Um, just being married. I don't remember. I don't remember actually the actual day. So see, you skip straight to the good stuff, Oceans. <laughs> what well, good stuff? There is no good stuff. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, back to Bigfoot. <laughs> We're talking about the new August Burns Red album, Guardians, today. And, uh, of course, there's going to be ranting about random things that pop up during the conversation, like always, because it's bear attack, you know? And uh, mm. we're cool like that. Can't help ourselves. <laughs> That's exactly. right. But anyway, let's get it going. That's uh, super um, cool. Guardians is the first album that August Burns Red has released on their new label, Fearless Records, uh, nope. which also houses the... Huh? No, no. Isn't it? Found in Faraway Places was. Well, does that mean Phantom Anthem was on Fearless as well? It was. Oh. Either way, I'm wrong, but uh, Fearless <laughs> also houses Ice Nine Kills. Uh, their le- their last album, The Silver Scream, was released on Fearless, hey. uh, among other bands. Yeah, that, that's a good album. Um, I've listened to that album so many times that I'm in the top 2% percent of fans for Ice Nine Kills. <laughs> and that's the only album he listens to. You know what's funny is true, the same thing happened mostly. to me with the Devil Wears Prada's last album, and I don't actually like the Devil Wears Prada. I just really love their last album, and so I was like, "How'd this happen?" They yeah. have like a really hardcore fan base. You're like, "This is oh, a yeah, lie. So it can't go. be me." I know. I didn't even get ABR's top two. I know that's weird. I didn't get a Day to Remember's top two, and I and I did. I think. Yeah, and you did. I remember that. You texted me that, and I was like, where's my badge? <laughs> <laughs> I got the Devil Wears Prada here. I'm only, I only like one of their albums. This is how much... I don't even like the Zombie EP. It's good, it's fine, but it's just not for me. Yeah, I don't like that band. I like the Zombie EP and the Space EP. Um. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to go through the uh, track list on Guardians, and then we're going to go song by song and give our thoughts and opinions because i'm sure we're gonna have a lot of oh, i don't know my, be... my i don't have strong opinions which is part of the problem this is why it took me so long to, and how many i had to listen eight times because i couldn't get any like i'm just like okay it's august burns red it sounds like august burns red like it there's nothing different it's just august burns red is always good um mm-hmm. that's uh, why like when people like make a ranking of the albums aside from like hardcore messengers or even Rescue and Restore fanboys or whatever, everyone's kind of like, well, here's my list. But, I mean, it changed. Like, I've seen so many people say, my list changes almost every, like, oh, I know. I, I, re- to them. I reordered my list, and it did change quite a bit, so. Yeah, because it's just, it kind of, all their albums, they're so consistent. It kind of just depends on what's striking you when you make the list. There, there was one song on this album that struck me really hard, but, uh, I'll get to that in a little bit. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, yeah, this album is just classic 
August Burns Red, like, that's why it was so hard for me to get form an opinion because I'm like, there's no, it's August Burns Red. You can't really, they haven't put anything terrible out. So, mm-hmm. other than maybe like Glicks Fragile After All and yeah, Thrill Seeker. But uh, even Thrill Seeker wasn't terrible. Um, Glicks Fragile After All is, hey, we're starting a band, you guys. John, you can scream, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so. Uh, you guys want to get through this track listing real quick? Do yeah. it. All do right, it. so the first... It starts do we want to go... Do we want to just go say that, like, give our impressions on the track as we go through the list? Uh, I'll just give that them, and then we can go back through. All right. Um, so it starts off with a narrative, which is punches you in the face. Mm, uh, Bones, which is a single. Paramount and Defender, which are also singles. Lighthouse... Dismembered Memory, Ties That Bind, uh, Bloodletter, Extinct by Instinct. That's a mouthful, that one. It's a tongue twister. It is. It's hard to get those syllables, or those, uh, not syllables, those vowels. I don't know. It's hard to get the thing just right. Uh, And then, uh, oh, hey, what is that word? I can't read my own handwriting. Good Lord. Uh, I got you. I have iTunes open. It's empty, uh, oh God. Empty Heaven. Uh, blood Letter, Instinct by, uh, Empty Heaven, yeah, that's Empty Heaven one. and then Three Fountains, that's it. Uh, so, a quick, uh, a quick 11 songs, it's about 45 minutes long. Um, let me just hit my favorite thing about this album. The album artwork is amazing, because I have the actual physical mm. CD, and it has, like, all the lyrics and stuff in it, and, like, oh my God. Props to whoever drew the wolves on the rock in the ocean. Like, it has a very Amity Affliction mixed with, like, Ronnie mm. James Dio album art. Like, it's cool. I can't wait to get my vinyl, but I haven't got it because of the Rona. Ick. Boo, yeah. Rona. I'm still waiting. Oh, it's screwing me so hard right now. Everybody at my work, because they put out the new guidelines, and everybody on my shift qualifies. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I would, I'm going to be by myself, because... Yeah, my supervisor just quit, and then everybody else is like, no, nah, we're calling them. I'm like, uh, I have 100 construction workers that come in every morning, and now I'm by myself. This is going to be so great. Yeah, this isn't a good time to quit your job. Agreed. Yeah, well, he's fed up because of stuff. Because sure. of stuff. Um, I like that professional yeah. stuff, I'm sure. You guys need to fill his position. I'm, uh, I'm uh, looking for a temporary thing. <laughs> Just a little, a little gig to get me to. Oh, I don't uh, want his job. Just until bands start I touring really and people start doing chapels again and whatnot. Does it get you through this quarantine? I kind, I kind of depend on uh, live events for my my monies. Yeah. Um. Anyway, let's go uh, track by track here. Um. Let's start with the uh, hard-hitting first song, The Narrative. I'll let you guys go first. Polar Bear, watch it. All I had us with your All I have written down was that it was a heavy start. <laughs> um, my notes just have one uh, word so next to I things. haven't <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I <clears throat> I'm a big lyrics guy. Um, I haven't gotten all of them down for this album yet um i haven't looked at all looked them up i can't always understand 
the words just like in any song when people go, I can't understand the screaming. It's like, yeah, but you can't understand clean singing all the time either. Right. <laughs> um, God or like misheard yeah. lyrics and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I, ca- I know that reference, um, <laughs> surprisingly. Yeah, he didn't uh, know my Sharona. Come on. No. Well, I did. I just didn't. Subconsciously, it was in there. Um, anyway, the narrative. I really like the uh, the ending line, the power to the people or power to the narrative, with just, like, the breakdown going in it. and like. Oh, yeah, the end is sick. It just sounds like, you know, like so, like something you would start a riot to. And that's the thing with August Burns Red. Like, once I get to see them live again and they play these songs, I might have a more of an opinion. It's true. Because a lot yeah. of my ABR, like, albums are based on what those songs off those albums are live. Like, because mm. they're, they're, they're one of those bands, like, Parkway Drive and Killswitch Engage are pretty much the same way. They, they're... It's the energy they bring live that makes the song oh, better. So true. I agree. Yeah, like, ABR does put on a great show. Yeah, I don't. Um, I I almost never listen to Killswitch, and I've you know elected to go see them like three times, even though the third time hasn't happened yet because of the Rona. But uh, yeah, and then Parkway. If you think Parkway's heavy on an <laughs> album. Just wait till you see them live. <laughs> it's the most wild show. They might be my favorite live band. They broke yeah, the sound funny, system. Uh, they so. actually thanked. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's funny. ABR actually thanked Parkway Drive in their like credits on this album. Like, yeah, they they with, like always, a bunch uh, of other bands. It's cool to see who uh, the your. Uh, that's why I like getting hard copies is to read the thank you notes because there's always interesting things and you start seeing people who know people and. Mm-hmm. Like they also like they thank Fit for a King, which I thought was fitting because there's a song on this album that I really got Fit for a King vibes off of. Oh, interesting. Um, but yeah, so the narrative, uh, it's probably one of the most hard-hitting like opening tracks to an album, um, which is not saying a lot because ABR does always has the hard-hitting song first. It seems like that's um, what they get you. Like they uh, you, they King of you. Sorrow opens Phantom Anthem, The Wake opens Found in War- Faraway Places, and then like obviously I think uh, is it Treatment or Provision that opens Provision. Yeah. So either yeah. way, um, they just open hard every time, and then you get into the three singles, um, which I like all three of them. Um, I think Defend is probably my favorite out of the three, but um, definitely, yeah, agreed. Uh, Bones is track number two on the album. It's good. It's got riffs. It's typical ABR. It's got a breakdown. Like, this entire album is like one giant freaking breakdown, which I think is also part of the problem. Um, a lot of the songs run together for me. Mm. I just, it, it happens with this kind of yeah. music. Yeah. I think this album, um, and I'll save some of, I have a lot to say about this, but I'll save some of it for the conclusion. Um, if you aren't a huge fan of like the interlude kind of like slower stuff that they tend to throw in the middle of their songs, um, this might be the album for you. It sounds 
someone online I was talking to said it sounds like the uh, love child of Rescue and Restore and Phantom Anthem. And while I agree with that, I hear a lot of constellations and maybe some refined messengers in there just in how the breakdowns come so fast and furious so often in this album. It's it's a really heavy, it's a metal album. Actually, I'm going to jump on the train here. I get a lot of... Um... It's like a mix of Leveler and Found and Far Away for me. Hmm. I'm get, I'm yeah, I'm getting but it's got a it's got a little bit of heaviness like on Constellations and Messengers. It really is kind of like I don't think it's as technical as Rescue and Restore, which might be part of my problem with it. I don't think they do mm-hmm. as as much as they did on that album. Um, it's hard to say since you know, I don't know how to play any of the songs and all that. Um, just from what I've heard and what I can hear, I would agree with that statement. Um, Rescue and Restore is very melodic. But again, ABR has to toe this fine line, like, because they can get really technical like they did on Rescue and Restore, but then you got to balance it. You don't want to get too technical on an album and have every song be completely different because then it's not one cohesive thing. Might as well just release singles like Bring Me the Horizon does at that point. Um, yeah. But then you go into an album like Found in Far Away Places where I feel like that album's got a lot of the same. Um, there's a lot of slow breakdowns in that album and like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they have they have to find a balance, and I think this album is really well balanced. It's got a little bit of both. Um, yeah, Bones is a good example of how the album has like a lot of melody and such, while staying fairly straightforward. All right, I gotta and heavy. I gotta say something up front because you guys are gonna ask me about all the songs, and I'm gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. From Bones until. Ties that bind. I didn't realize I wasn't listening to the same song. Like I thought it was Dang. all just the no, same I, song until th- ties that just... bind, and I was like, "Oh, I'm like way into this album." Whoops. Right. Yeah. No. And that. I mean, that's happened with me before listening to ABR. Like the first time I heard Rescue and Restore, but I again I was just getting into metal at that point, so I didn't really understand like the technicals and whatever. But it's yeah, never, I, I agree. With, I, I I can see what you're saying. It's never happened to me on doing ABR album because most of the time the drums are so different. Really? It's like I catch on that like I know it's a different song, and I feel like a lot of times their songs don't like mm. bleed together. They like this one ended, this one started, but on this album, I feel like ever from Bones to uh, this. Dismembered memory, it all was just like one song to me. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. And ABR, before I started listening to metal, um, I always thought, oh, all of ABR songs are the exact same. And then I started listening to them, and I uh, now I go back and I go, how in the world did I ever mistake this song for that song or how did i not hear these solos that jv throws in there or and that's the thing like i think if i like go into my itunes and put this album on shuffle with the rest of their stuff and like a song from this album comes on i'm gonna be like holy crap that's a banger but you stick them all in the same like time sequence on an album they just kind of i get what he's coming at from they like run together but again it's happened to me with abr before so i wasn't shocked by that yeah this album really does kind of sound like 
a long song and there is a lot of kind of similarities between the tracks, but I don't see that as a negative. I almost kind of like it. Like Bones and Paramount, um, yes. I was not a fan of them as singles. And then I heard them in the context of the whole album and I was like, oh man, those songs are so good. Like when, uh, uh, not that like the other songs are bad or anything. It's They're not good to be compared to the other songs. It's just, I feel like they really serve kind of the, like the album has a very um, carefully crafted energy. I feel like that each right. song kind of eases you into the next one. There, takes you all over. Um, there, cause speaking of Paramount, which is song number three on the album, um, it does have a little bit of differentiation from Bones, I think. It's got a really, really sick, like... Uh, I think that's the one that has, like, a slow breakdown towards the end of it. Um, it's got... It's just a breakdown song. Yeah, it really is. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I enjoy it. And then, I mean, you guys have thoughts on Paramount, or is it just, like, it flows with the album? Mr. Coon said it was his favorite, and I was like, are you kidding me? And now that I've listened to it a few times, I go, you know what? I could totally see why this would be someone's favorite song. It is, I don't know. I, I really like it. Um, the guitar work on it is crazy. It's fast. It's hard hitting. It's very, um, it's very technical, but also very chuggy. And uh, I don't know. It's got a real good balance to it. Okay, so let's go to song number four now. Uh, the first single, which got me real excited. Um, because Best music video ever by anyone. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, the song is maybe not anyone, but right. Uh, the song <laughs> is called "Defender," um, and it ha- the lyrics are great. Um, I was watching. Uh, I'm not. I'm not religious by any means, but there's this pastor that watches like metal Christian metal videos with his son on YouTube. Pastor and, Rob. Pastors yep, that react. Guy. And uh, they did. They Love uh, that guy. they uh, reacted to Defender and. They were like, yeah, it definitely ties in. It's definitely got a thing. And I'm like, Rob and Gage are so freaking awkward, but I love them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, Defender, I feel like out of all the albums on this song, this one is a lot more like it's got a very Pantera esque vibe to it because it's a lot of ba- it's based very heavily mm. in the groove. Sure. It's very yeah. rhythmic opposed to the other songs that are a bit more driven by speed and just nasty power chords this one's a lot more groove based which the i best dig thing, the best thing about this song is i walked into my house one day and all my roommates like all 12 of them were in our living room yes i have a lot of roommates and uh, they were watching the music video on the living room tv <laughs> i was like yes <laughs> and then that line that uh, the line deliver the sentence whenever that breakdown hits it's just like holy crap so many memes that was like all my facebook and instagram it was yeah i love the bernie sanders memes though i'm once again asking you to deliver the sentence yeah it's funny um you have any thoughts on Defender, Sam? Um, it's a great halfway through the first song. 
It's a great halfway through the first song. Yeah, because the first like five Question songs mark? all bled together for me. I can't really. I don't know where they all ended. Okay. And you're saying it kind of broke that monotony a little bit? Um, no, I didn't know it was a different song, like I said, until Ties That Bind. So. Oh, oh, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I have it's to. It's a great midpoint for the massive song that is Guardians. I'm going to have to go through and play each song, end it, wait a couple seconds, and then play the songs again. I haven't had a chance to do just that because I've been working. You could if you just shuff- put, yeah, you if could you shuffle, just put it on shuffle. It, it, you might notice that the difference is a little bit quicker. Maybe. On shuffle. And I completely agree with what he's saying because this is why I had to listen eight times because a lot of it fits together real well. I don't, um, yeah, no, it's fine if it went over your head. That's cool. Here's the, the I'm song. Usually, I'm usually pretty smart with <laughs> this stuff, but this album is just I know. Me. I'm surprised. It's making me wonder if I'm the stupid one. <laughs> no, it, I, I but think anyway, this album just escaped me. Song number five. Uh, we're almost halfway through here. Uh, we're about halfway through, actually. This the song Lighthouse? is called Lighthouse, yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, I have lots to talk about on this song. So that um, first, it was so funny listening to this because I, I was listening to it late at night. I waited up for the album to come out. And uh, uh, that first like intro, like little guitar like thing, I was like, ooh, this is going to be a different song. This sounds cool. And then that like clean-ish chorus comes in. And August Burns Red is famous for not having cleans very often, though the last few albums they've been playing with pitch screams and stuff and a few clean lines. Yeah, uh, that's the thing that got me. I, as soon as that clean part came on, I'm like, whoa, that's different for them. I was um, not like, expecting it at all, and I love it. How much you want to bet? I bet you Dustin wrote this song because he's the one that does the clean singing, so. Uh, no, that's actually Jake doing oh. all that. Um, I was going to say, because Dustin did a lot of writing on this album. They even thanked him for his contributions. So. Yeah, um, I think, I know for sure Dustin wrote... I heard they. I was listening to something and they were like, "Oh yeah, Dustin wrote that, the music for that song." But I can't remember if it was Lighthouse or a different one. But yeah, that's the thing that got me on Lighthouse is just like they don't do a whole lot of clean singing. So when it does happen, it's a like drastic change, which I think was good. It broke up a bit of the monotony that like Sam's talking about between like the first five songs. Um, so yeah, this did this what, one? Did this yeah. one buck the trend for you a little bit, Sam? Well. I really like the verse of this song. Like, usually I think the chorus is your, uh, the main selling point, but I really like the, the instrumental component of the verses because I can't understand the words. I tried so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. And, uh, if you're not familiar with August Burns Red and listening to this for some really weird reason... (laughs) <laughs> um, if you're just August really Red doesn't do us. traditional verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus songs so for them to have a chorus at all is and this album definitely more than any other album has a lot of repetition that um and that's kind of unique for them too and it's like 
it's kind of funny when they like do something conventional because it sounds revolutionary in their <laughs> vein. That's how you keep it fresh by doing the yeah, so... what's always been done by never doing it and then suddenly dropping it in. So we're on track number six called Dismembered Memory. Um, this has good parts to it as well. It's a typical ABR song. Um, I don't really have anything that stood out to me on this one. This one's one of the, um, like, I like it a lot, but this is one of the more elusive ones to me. Like, I can't really remember how the whole song goes. Um, I like the uh, ending. The song is about a friend of Brent Rambler's who had depression and his doctor didn't really, he didn't have a good doctor who uh, listened to all his symptoms and worked with him. He just kind of tried to fix the symptoms and not the problem and whatnot and actually ended up making things worse. So that's what Dismembered Memory is about. Uh, my note of Dismembered Memory is freight train of a song. No warning. <laughs> Which I think made it transition yeah, to each sense. part and that. was just like, bam, we're doing this now. Bam, we're doing this now. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of thoughts on this song. Again, I haven't really formed an opinion on this album, which is weird because... I don't know, not really, because ABR albums usually take a while for me to, like, get my highlights out of. Um, it happened with Phantom Anthem as well. Um, yeah. Like, I, didn't, I didn't realize how good a song Dangerous was until, like, a year after the album came out, so. <laughs> That's, an ABR song has never gotten worse the more I've heard it. It's always gotten better. Like, um, when Rescue and Restore, my, like, favorite album of all time, came out, or it... I got into it after it came out quite a bit. But uh, the last song on the album, the first step, I was like, yeah, that song's bleh, whatever. And now it's like, I listen to it, and I'm like, dang, dude, this song is like such a banger. How did I ever think any right. of it was just okay? <laughs> right. Um, anyway, let's move on such to the seventh song, which breaks up the uh, monotony that Sam was mentioning before. Let's talk about Ties That Bind. Man, what a, a great one. second song. It is. <laughs> this is the, the one I think that a lot of people have been gravitating towards. It's be quickly becoming a fan favorite. Yeah, I mean, what are you guys' thoughts? Love it. This song grooves. Um, I love I really love it. Yeah. And it, it feels like yeah. It's other always... than Defender, this one definitely. Sorry, go ahead. It feels like go what? for it. Oh, I was saying it always. It feels like it does. It never loses the momentum. That's a problem I have with a lot of ABR mm -hmm. songs. Is sometimes I'm getting really into it and going, and then there's a big change, and it kind of, it'll, it'll kind of fall flat on its face for me. This song seems like it like it holds mm. momentum all the way through. Um. Yeah, so just a good song overall. I mean, again, there isn't really a bad song on this album. Like, it's ABR. There isn't... They haven't really... It's. They're all really good musicians. Let's talk about song number eight called Blood Letter. Freaking Blood Letter. Coming in hot. Um, I wasn't huge on this song. Yeah, I wasn't huge on this song the first time I heard it. But then I like kept listening, and I'm like, 
It sounds like somebody. Like, you know, you, the, the thing you did with the Attila thing on the Amity? I got oh. that off of this song. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, wow, this has very, like, there's like a, there's a weird time signature in the song somewhere. It has a very fit for a king vibe mm -hmm. to it. This one does sound fit for a king. Yeah, I feel, I feel that. Yeah, so I was like, did they do a collab with, like, Ryan Kirby? Like, the, the heck? Um, Jake's been featured on Fit for a King stuff. Oh, yeah, Dead Memory is a great song. Yeah, it is. Um, but, yeah, I feel like this song, you know, like, when you're at, like, a Parkway Drive show and there's that one song where Winston's just like, all right, and this one is just for you guys to mosh to. And it's that kind of song. Yep, it is. Um, I would I would compare it to songs like Bottom Feeder and Dedicated, but those songs have, like, real strong backstories to them. So Ooh, You know what? I actually like Dedicated better than this song by, like, quite a bit. Well, Dedicated's a great song. I, I liked it. If it was Dedicated versus Bloodletter, I'd go Parkway hard. Ooh. Bottom Feeder's probably my favorite song off of Bottom that Feeder's Parkway a good album, one, though. too. Um, I don't know if I like Bottom Feeder more than this one, but uh, I do I do like this song. I don't want anyone to, like, don't, don't think I'm bashing on it or anything. It's just not my favorite on the album. It's probably my least favorite. Uh, it, the next song is my least favorite, I think. It's... Instinct. Yeah, yeah. Extinct by so instinct. So number nine, extinct by instinct, which is a tongue twister. They did that on purpose, those bastards. <laughs> um, um, but anyway, yeah, this one isn't... If there were a dud on this album, it'd be probably this song. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say it's a dud. I, I think it's a really great song, but uh, compared to all the other songs on the album, it just doesn't. It just kind of, it starts kind of slow, and the rest of them seem to come in so strong. Starting slow is not. I mean, it's not bad, but I I don't know. That might be what it is. It's just it's a big pain. But then it builds up to itself. So yeah. I mean, of all of of all of the uh, songs that sound like an August Burns Red song, this one probably is the most of that, and that's just means there's just not a whole lot that makes it stand out. But who knows? In three months, we might be saying it's the best song on the album. <laughs> right, yeah. That's the thing with ABR. It, like, constantly changes. It grows on you like a mm -hmm. fungus. I mean, again, not a bad song, but if there were a weak point on the album, it would probably be this. Yeah, like, I, th I think that's a fair assessment. Because the next two songs are absolute bangers. Oh, uh, I'm good. I'm glad that you think so, because... Uh, I kind of thought that maybe I would be alone in that. Um, Empty Heaven is really heavy. Um, it's a good, like, send-off to the final song. That the Three Fountains isn't constantly heavy. It's more. It's a more typical AVR. Oh, let's do a six-minute song and do all kinds of technical slow stuff. That's what Three Fountains is, mm -hmm. with a little bit of heaviness sprinkled in. Um, Empty Heaven is just a full-on so yeah, drumming leg workout. Leg day for drummers. <laughs> nice. Every Matt Griner song ever. He's a, there's a reason he wears uh, the low-weight Nikes. Have you uh, heard Flesh God Apocalypse? Mm-mm. Kind of. Dude. So imagine a Matt Griner song and then speed it up by quite a bit. <laughs> it's just... That's terrifying. The whole song. I'm in. Let's do this. <laughs> but yeah, Empty Heaven, super heavy. 
in my opinion. Um, it's it's a perfect example of how metal can be heavy and beautiful at the same time. Exactly. And then talk about beautiful song. The uh, penultimate song on the album, Three Fountains, uh, number 11, uh, starts off typical ABR fashion, slow intro, uh, and then they get very technical and artsy, and then there's just Jake Lurs in the middle of all that art <laughs> being super angry about nothing. Is he angry or is he just a... passionate? I think he's just passionate on this song. There's a few angry songs on this album for sure. But um, this one, this one's a, maybe a little bit more angry than some of the songs on the album because it's about how um, you can realize how wrong you are after gaining a new perspective. But gosh, dang, that, that kind of sing-scream gang vocal line that he does towards the end where he does the whole in the air... Uh, line is just right. like like I just was sitting in my room by myself after everyone had gone to bed and like listening to that and I was just like wow yeah no it yeah technical masterpiece of the last song I'm like oh now they get extremely technical on the last song gotta end it with a bang bro just like how typical I'll say that Three Fountains kind of represents the album as a whole for me in that it really feels like an emotional roller coaster. And the album didn't pump me up or just make me like freak out like some of their albums did, but I just like at the end of it, I was pretty shook. I was like, wow, I think that this is their their best work since Rescue and Restore. I still like Rescue and Restore a little better, but... Um, it's not, they didn't break any molds. They just, I really feel like polished the edges of the things that they've molded. It's kind of like, yeah, and I think everything they've, I, I, uh, oh, we lost Montana. Oh no. Okay. Can you guys hear me? S- yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're good now. You totally froze and then. All right. So, uh, polar bear, what are you loving? Ah, we gotta rank them. We're not that far. We're not that far yet. I'm like, whoa, jumping on the horse a little hot here. It's a, I recorded my own outro um, just so, in case I couldn't get back in the meeting. Oh no. <laughs> so uh, I was just saying, um, it really like when I finished the album, I really was like, dang, I feel like I just heard a piece of history. Like I haven't ever gotten like an ABR album this quick where it just like. I just felt it, and I didn't, like, Found in Faraway Places, I really didn't like at all, and I had to listen to it a few times, and uh, Phantom Anthem was always fun, but this one hit me, like, emotionally in a way that, um, like, Rescue and Restore and Leveler kind of did, and uh, so, yeah, I don't like the mixing, um, it's probably my least mixed favorite as far as mixing goes, not a fan, but uh, aside from that, like, 9 out of 10. And 10 out of 10, if not for the muddy mix. And then Panda said something about uh, uh, seeing um, the songs live might change his opinion on them a bit. Or yeah, because I've never had an ABR album that has taken me this long to like process it. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm like, I don't understand because this album isn't anything different. I'm just like, why is it not hitting me? Like, I don't get it. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. It hit me. Um, if I had to give it a... I know there might, like... Go ahead, Blitz. Go ahead. No, no, you go. I insist. Oh, I was just going to say... I was just going to say, it's kind of feels weird for me to, like, go around telling everyone, oh, my favorite band's new album is, like, really special. But uh, this isn't one of those albums to me where I'm like, oh, yeah, it's really good, or it's a ripper like Phantom Anthem was. I'm like, no, this album is, like, I don't know. It, it really touched me. Like, I had high expectations, and it just blew p- right past them. Um, man, so, I, sh- I should have gone first. I should have let you close out with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're good. Um, if I had to rank this album out of 10... I would throw it either a five or a six. Because it's, it's all good Dang. music, but it just, I don't know. If there's any innovation to this album, it's lost on me. I just, I don't get it. All right. Well, bear attack's over. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. It's been nice. We've had a great run. Well, one and a half seasons in. There's the end of a podcast. He's and not of a wrong, friendship. though. <laughs> no, I, I. You have to admit he's not wrong. I There's sh- nothing innovative. I strongly disagree. It's going straight over your head. Well, vocally, it's <laughs> definitely Jake's best work. I'm not saying that it's not his best work. I'm just saying it's nothing different that they haven't done before. Oh, dude, know? his pitch screams are so much stronger than they've ever been. Again, I'm not. I'm not saying that so it's, they haven't done new stuff. It's just they sound like them. It's nothing that made them. They they don't oh. sound different. I don't know. I really feel like they've. It's yeah, it's the formula that they've established, but it's like a perfected version of it. Like I don't know, I just feel like uh, perfection's strong. I don't know. I feel like everything hits harder on this album. Like it's just I don't know. I just don't get it. Again, I want I to get it. I want to understand. I really want to love this album. I just don't get it. Again, I don't. It's not a bad album. It's just there's something about it that hasn't struck me yet. You know. There's a lot of people like kind of putting it in the middle of all their albums, and there's a few people who just don't like it at all. But uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because I re-ranked all my albums. It's in the middle for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, let me see. How many are? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want to go first? How did you? How does this fall in? Um. You originally had Thrill Seeker, Messengers, Found and Far Away, Phantom Anthem, Constellations, Leveler, and Rescue and Restore. With Rescue and Restore being my number one yes he started yeah. at the end so yes i know there's yeah. that for you guys and also i think i would put thrill seeker over messengers now because uh messengers just doesn't okay end of podcast we're not, nope um i feel like it's there when it came out it was maybe fresh and new but like they've done everything they've done has been better since then like i just i don't care what anyone says it's just not that great of an album it's it sounds very early 2000s metal, like punk, skater, music, thrashy, core you stuff. mean Apex and Perfect kind of music? I mean, I think that yeah. that's what it, I think it really is a nostalgia thing for people. I mean, yeah, it was the second ABR album I listened to, but yeah. that's beside the point. So, I mean, you know, it's, and I don't want anyone to think that I don't like the album. I think it's an incredible album and it, you know, revolution, or it, it did a lot for the genre, like, as a whole. But uh, 
Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I would put Guardians at number two, right behind Rescue and Restore. Ooh, ouch. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. All the other albums are pretty much equal for me. I have a special place in my heart for Leveler because there's a lot of nostalgia there, and it's also kind of uh, Okay, overlooked. so you have, from worst to best, Messengers, Thrill Seeker, Found and Far Away, Phantom Anthem, Constellations, Leveler, Guardians, and then Rescue and Restore? Yeah. Oof. With Guardians no. and Rescue and Restore being the, the two that really stand out mm. for me. No, disagree. Disagree. <laughs> Rescue and Re- again, Rescue and Restore took time to... It took me time to get to it, but when I did, I'm like, dang. Like, Spirit Breaker by itself, I think, would make Guardians, like, way better album. Um, oh, Spirit Breakers. Yeah. Spirit Breakers. If there was, if there was like, a Spirit Breaker equivalent on Guardians... I would have this higher, but there isn't. So no, there. Well, no, there really isn't. Yeah, you're right. No. Um. So here's how. Here's mine. Thrill Seeker is the worst. Leveler. Found in faraway places. Phantom Anthem. Guardians is right in the middle. Constellations, Messengers, and Rescued Restore. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's a good. I mean, really, they they're one of those bands that hasn't put out a bad album. No, and that's why this, it was so hard for me to rearrange with Guardians because I'm like, again, it's just, it's it's an ABR album. There's nothing bad about it. it do, there's nothing that stands out though. I couldn't have, I could not have put him number one or two. Yeah, sure. Polar Bear. Uh, he didn't he didn't rank him the first time, so I highly doubt he's going to do it now. <laughs> um, probably not. But Guardians would you say is, this is a is mid low. or bottom tier album? Guardians would be real low yeah. if I were to put a list together. Again, we're not saying Guardians is a bad album. Go give it a listen for sure, um, mm-hmm. since you have nothing better to do right now. Um, <laughs> Except listen to Bear Attack. It's just not. It, it's just not their bet. Like it's definitely never going to be better than Rescue Restore for me. Yeah. Even if I do form a bigger opinion on it and it gets better, um, which it probably will. ABR is one of those bands you have to listen to the album a couple, like a bunch, to have it grow on you. Um, like they're not like they haven't had an album where I listened to it the first time and I'm just like holy crap like it hasn't happened like when that happens that's gonna be like one or two album right there, um, yeah. But yeah, so that did happen yeah, for Rescue- me with this album, but um, Rescue and Restore was kind of that way for me too, and Phantom Anthem. Um, but uh, Rescue and Restore much more so. And even this more than Rescue and Restore. I don't like it more than Rescue and Restore, but I just got it quicker. And I mean, I wasn't a metalhead when I first listened to Rescue and Restore. Yeah. So. But anyway, um, I mean, I don't have any more to say, so I think we should probably Guardians, wrap it up. Guardians, according to Bear yeah. Attack, aggressively <laughs> mediocre <laughs> <laughs> by definition. This will be my what are you loving? Uh, my sister and cousins and I are making a choose your own adventure YouTube movie. How does that work? You might ask. Um, fairly easily, and uh, when it comes out, I'll be sure to put a link on Bear Attack so you guys can all go see it. Um, it's a war movie, and uh, I've never had so much fun making anything in my life. I am having an absolute ball. Well, color me and excited. So, uh, 
I yeah, really. I've kind of postponed looking for jobs because I'm just spending so much time and energy on this thing. And uh it's going to be a little cheesy because, you know, we're just making it with what we got. And uh one of those things that we got is, you know, 12-year-old kids. <laughs> yeah. So to be clear, Nate still has a job. He just can't work because they don't want him the, the, all the people there. Right, yeah, because of the Rona, as I'm sure most listeners can relate to. Yeah, if you're affected by Rona and want to talk to us about it, feel free to message us or whatever. Dude, let us know what you want to hear us do on the show. What, yeah, we're running out of ideas. What topics we should tackle, if there's an album you want us to review. It doesn't have to be metal. Yeah, no, not necessarily. I'm open to listening Anything but gangster rap. None of that. <laughs> what about? I'll in- listen to I'll, I'll listen to country, but I won't listen to gangster. Really? Can I That's pick surprising. the next album then? I'll listen to country. Are you gonna make us listen uh, to? Yes, country? I am. You know what? I'm I'm freaking down. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What did I? I have another one on the schedule, but it's not till May, so. Uh, let's see. Oh, we need to do uh, the Weed and Hitler episode. That's going to, yeah, that'll, we have to record that next week. Is that for, the, so get excited, listeners. Weed and Hitler for 420. Hitler weed, it's a new strain. What do they have in, uh, what do they have in common? You'll have to come back to find out. Homework for that episode, everybody has but to yeah, go we can watch do a country Gojo album. Rabbit. That's not bad homework. That's a good homework. Gojo Rabbit's awesome. I haven't seen it yet. It's pretty good. It's good satire. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Okay, yeah, yeah I know what you're dark, talking about. It's, uh, it's, not, it's not like mind-blowing, but it's quite no, enjoyable. No, it's, it's just good old-fashioned satire, satire. Yeah. So, Montana, what are you loving? Hmm. This is going to be a really adult one of my... A really adult what I'm loving. Because I'm loving that I'm still working in uh, this uh, these hard Rona times. I'm happy for you. I kind of wish you were free so you could come down and help us shoot this movie. Well, I don't know how many hours I'm going to have this week, and we don't have anything on the schedule for next week, so I might. We'll see. Just come up. Just come up. Just text me. Deal. Yeah, no, I'm an essential employee, but everybody on my shift is, like, claiming that they, well, they do. They all meet the new CDC criteria, so I'm, like, the only one left on my shift. Dang. So I'm having to run things. It's freaking stupid. What's the um, CDC criteria? If you're over the age of 65, if you have any pre-existing respiratory distress conditions, like asthma, or you're a smoker, or any of that. Oh, I totes have asthma, but I'm like, still working people crazy. That, yeah, I'm like I have lung scarring. I could totally call, and then, but then they'd be totally screwed. They'd have nobody. So, and I'm like I can't sit at home for three months and do nothing. I'd go crazy. Yeah, definitely. Because who knows how long they're gonna be out now? Like, you don't know. Nope. Um, what am I loving right now? Ah, uh, I'm loving that I uh, the weather's nice currently. Because I can't go to the gym, so I've been having to work out outside, nice. and I'm loving that the nice the weather's nice right now, and I can go outside and ride my mountain bike. Dope. Yeah. That's good. But uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, 
this episode uh, is going to be good. And uh, look out next week for, I believe it's next week. When are we doing this? Let's see. Hold on. Give me a second. What? While you're waiting for uh, next week's episode, if you haven't heard our Charmageddon, as in Charmin Ultra, toilet paper or whatever, Charmin Soft, whatever. If you haven't heard Charmageddon, it's a good one. Uh, I was listening to it with some people uh, because I had to get it ready to upload, and uh, they laughed out loud a few times, which I think is a good sign. I'm very proud of the last, of the last right. two Goat episodes Man. in particular. Mm-hmm. Charmageddon and Goatman, I think, yeah. turned out really I well. I love the emus. Um, the emu thing where <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like shut up it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite part of that episode yeah really um so yeah next week look out for uh, we're gonna tackle a couple of controversial topics uh, on what is going to be 420 Blaze so it. yeah take your pick blazing or uh, burning people in a furnace no take your pick blitzing blitzing in a furnace <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yeah, next week we're talking about uh, weed and Hitler, so cool. that'll be our miscellaneous, and then we'll get back to like a myth or something when Montana comes up with something. Oh, I've already, I already got... If I'm sure he's got something... Yep. I've got like six it's monster stories lined up. Or not in the can, but... Um, if oh. anybody would like to vote, Good. here are our I... options. Uh, I'm either going to talk about oh, yeah. the uh, Bubak, which is a uh, Czech folklore... Which is sort of a murderous scarecrow. Ooh. Um. If anyone cares, I I already just want that one. Um, I might <laughs> yeah. tell a story about a Wendigo, which is the Native American um, shape shifting monster. Too scary. Gets its power from cannibalism. Too scary. <laughs> You're a wiener. Those, you played it. You no. You played the video game. You know. That's like three times scarier than Goatman. Or I might tell a story of La. I think that's two L's. La Yorona. Uh, other or in English, the Weeping Woman. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I know that one. So. Um, those are your yeah, options. So Feel free to hit us up on socials. Take your pick. Yeah, let me know which of those three you want to hear, and I will do that one. And if we don't hear from you, he'll just pick one. True. Spare attack. Because I'm a strong, independent Um, man. Don't need your your opinions. (laughs) No, no, we need you. We need you. (laughs) But but really, love us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let us know how uh, we can best love you. So yeah, look forward to this. You have Whedon Hitler, and then we'll get a myth from Montano, and then uh, I will, unless Blitz has a topic, I, there's going to be another album review because the new Trivium album comes out. Oh. And neither one, of, neither one of these guys are very big on Trivium, so I'm curious to see what they think about it. We'll find out. Yeah, I'd enjoy doing a Trivium review. That could be fun. I haven't listened to Trivium since high school. Because we're getting into bands that we're not so big on. Yeah, and you're used to Ascendancy, so it's not going to be anything like that. Trivium and... Uh in a country album. Yeah. Some Hank Williams Jr. or something. Oh, I'm going to put you guys through much worse than that. 
Oh God! Here's a Kid Rock album you need to go listen to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta wrap this up. This is taking uh, time out of my busy schedule of listening to Guardians. Yeah, I have to go to work. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I actually literally am just trying to get back to listening to Guardians. <laughs> I literally have to go make my money. Well, all right, kids. It's been all fun. Right. Bye. I had a wild, a wild weekend of, uh, well, this pretty much sums up how my last couple weeks oh. i've been going i went out to start my truck yesterday to drive it to my parents oh, no. house and it's always a I bad opened way the door, story i put my key in didn't even get in the truck turned the key started the engine and i heard a like a scampering sound i thought there was something in the undercarriage like a critter or something like that living in there and then i looked back mm-hmm. the back window's blown out yeah what? nothing hit it nothing's touched it the back window, the back glass is just blown out. So right now I'm in the middle of dealing with Ford, trying to get make sure they warranty it because my truck has 3,000 miles on it. How'd that even happen? I don't know. But it shattered at, at all the edges. <coughs> and then right in the middle, it looks like, like a bullet went off, shot through the back window. Are you sure nobody shot your window? Yes. All of my firearms are inside. And there's no bullet holes anywhere else in the truck. And there's no bullet in the front That's pretty glass. weird. Well, I'm not claiming anybody at your house shot it. You have neighbors that have guns, I'm sure. Someone just crawled into the truck and shot out the back window. Yeah, like, it, it looks, the window's, like, it's blown outward toward the bed. But, yeah, there's glass everywhere, oh, and I gotta weird. get forward to fix it, and I got crap all... That's what happens when you blast a nasty ABR breakdown too hard. You pull your windows. Yeah, Shoot, I need to get my phone connected to listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but I.